0: Hola, buenos dias. I'm Nico, and today we're here for another episode of the Aesthetics Room Podcast. I think that's like the third time I've actually thought of that after like filming 20 episodes. But today, we're here to talk about the appeal of DL men. It's pertaining to a video that I did a week or two ago that basically showed how when a man was linking up with his DL trade, somebody started to record them, and in the process, the DL man switched on him and began to attack the man. So... After we see continuous news stories about the dangers of DL men, such as people losing their lives for wanting to make the relationship public, people losing their lives for simply being spotted with the person or people suspecting things, what is it in the community that still draws people to it? Because I know there's a devoted section of the community that really enjoys the idea of bragging about trade and DL trade, but... In my mind, there's just too many risks that come with it, especially because if it does divulge into a full-on relationship, you basically have to go back into the closet. I actually, oh, I can't wait for this one. Hold on. (laughs) I actually um, have been contacted recently by like DL people via Twitter because unfortunately with the job, people try to quote unquote collab. And I'm like, I don't really want first interactions with DL people in general, but also I just don't understand how that's marketable if you can't even see someone's face in the process. But first- we have Star Mother's hand up. So we'll get to you first. What is your experience with
1: DL men, baby? So my experience mainly dabbles with DL military men, which is a whole different Ooh. interesting breed of itself. Um yeah, the amount of married men that I've found <laughs> that I work with on grinders, an amazing thing. It's an amazing, amazing thing for everybody and the kids. Um mm-hmm. uh, what I will say is what I think kind of draws the allure to DL men. I've never, I've never actively gone after DL men. I've just gone after a man who I think is attractive. Mm. Um, but I will, from my experience, the way people talk about DL men, it's kind of just like being chosen, mm. knowing that he chose you, that he's willing to risk it all for you, even though he's not really real, willing to risk it all. He's just reckless Um mm. But from the way that I see it, the way that I view it, it's always kind of been like, oh, yeah, it's very much the thrill of it all. It's uh, getting as close to the fire without getting burned and then eventually getting sloppy and getting caught. And then, you remember that time I caught you in the bed with another man three months ago? Yeah, that. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, when it comes to military, man, it's just the inability, for them being deal. it's just always kind of the inability to experiment in a safe space. Mm-hmm. So they use Grinder as a cover or whatever app of choice they use. And yeah, they just end up texting me at 3 a.m. and I got nothing better to do. So in your experience,
0: because you would say that you're more femme presenting, right?
1: Yes, very much so.
0: So in your experience, are DL men more in the pursuit of femme presenting people? Because when they're caught or in controversy, the conversation of DL men should just date other DL men always pops up but from the stories we continuously see, it's usually DL men pursuing an engagement with a more feminine presenting
1: gay man. Uh, for military, they usually go for more mass because they want something with longevity, mm-hmm. but at the same time with passability. Um, living in Baltimore and dealing with a, lar- a m- more amounts of DL men by far mm-hmm. and large, um, I found that a lot of them do want them presenting They want, it's almost like they want women with a dick. Mm. Like sometimes the way that they put the stuff on their profile, the way that they talk about it, they want you smooth, hairless. Like if you can cross dress, cross dress. But it's very much giving like, I just kind of want as close, I want masculine, but at the same time, I want it as close to femininity as possible without crossing that line. Interesting. Yeah, that's my truth. Mm,
0: I mean, that's pretty accurate though, you know, because we consistently see when these stories pop up that it's a very thin and or open presenting gay person that they're usually entangled with. So I definitely understand the military talking point though. Um, but Alan, you also had your hand up.
2: Well, I was gonna say that I think that in people always try to, I don't know, present DL people as like this sort of sort of person in the situation. I think that people need to realize that DL people are just people and they mm-hmm. may, uh, they are in the closet, but, or they may not be in the closet. They may just, um, they may present in the closet to some people and not be in the closet around other people. Like you might take, like you might go out to a gay, L person might be comfortable going out to a gay club maybe, but they might not be comfortable being out with you in public. But um, I think that there's, I think there's definitely like a spectrum to like being DL from the people that I've talked to that are. um, <clears throat> And I think that, you know there there is a certain dangerousness to it but i think that um there is a socialization of black men where um a lot of people expect them to show aggression in the form when when presented with um something that is perceived as gay and i think that um people oftentimes neglect that aspect of it when they, you know, talk about what uh, the response a deal person might have. Mm -hmm. And so while it, you know, I'm not excusing the behavior of the person that's beating on the person that they're with. I think that society also plays a part in that creating that environment where that deal person feels like they have to do that in order to, you know, consistently live the life that they think they need to live. So mm. I think that and I think that also it's sort of like the conversation about how poverty creates crime, right? Where you have like these environments where um, you know, straight men or men feel like they have to perform a certain machismo or perform a certain uh, um perform a certain aspect of masculinity. Um especially when you think about things like the military or living in you know impoverished neighborhoods where you know anything could get you killed in those neighborhoods
0: mm-hmm. and um, so it's more about blending in for safety reasons safety and Yeah combustion.
2: I mean I mean for that I mean how many times do we I mean just look at what happened to the to the guy that was voguing in his own neighborhood and mm-hmm. was murdered like I mean some people are dl because they feel like they're because of internalized homophobia but some people are dl because they because of safety they feel like if they're out they're on they'll be unsafe some people mm-hmm. are dl because they uh because they don't want to be because they know that they may be ostracized from their family and they don't want to experience that i mean i think that you know we we expect a lot from our partners and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but I think that also we need to think about the situations that the people that we're talking to are in. And I think that you know, even though these people are DL, um, I don't necessarily date DL man, but I don't necessarily discount anyone who does because well, that's I think the thing.
0: That it's we, we weren't necessarily debating the necessity for DL because when I do have these conversations on YouTube, I always specify that I understand not wanting to lose your familiar connections, not wanting to possibly lose employment because in some areas they will fire you, especially in certain career fields. So it was more so the conversation of what still attracts others to DL people. And we know that when you do get engaged with them, you have to be in the closet with them or you cannot be seen with them along with the possible violent tendencies, if possibly exposed. I also
2: but I think that a lot of people talk about the people that date DL people as if as, as assuming that they're fetishizing them mm-hmm. you know, with them because they're DL and maybe not just being with them because you know, that person just so happens to be DL. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that if you live in, I don't know, let's, for, the, for lack of a better words, let's say the hood, right. And you, uh, are attracted to other, if, if you're attracted to masculine men mm-hmm. and you are approached by masculine Because I think a lot of people also assume that these people are approaching the DL men when a lot of times actually it's the DL person that attra- that uh, is, is mm-hmm. the one that is approaching the person that is not DL. And so it a lot of times it feels very good to have someone who you are attracted to um you know put that sort of uh approach you with that sort of um machismo or approach you with that sort of uh you know um uh what's the word um
1: uh
2: physical like they 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 give you that like physical feeling like like that that that, they are that they are attracted to you and that that it's, I think that's something that a lot of gay men don't really get. A lot of the times, a lot of times they feel like they are. A lot of times they may feel like they are ostracized for being femme or being the person that they are. So when someone comes at them, and you know, is you know, being attracted to them and is showing well, that that's my thing. To them,
0: that's when when it comes to the conversation of attraction, I understand like the pull of forbidden fruit, for example. But there are mass presenting gay men or at least the amount that complain. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying
2: that they're attracted to like the forbidden. I'm saying that they're they're they're, that person is also someone that they are attracted to Mm -hmm. and that they just that person just so happens to be DL and that is the person that is approaching them. I'm not saying that they are attracted to that person because they are DL. I don't think that, I, I don't think a lot of times, I don't think that that is what happens. So it's I just think a that,
0: coincidence that they're DL. They're just genuinely attracted to that person.
2: Yes. I think that a lot of times what happens is, let's say you're at the store or something and you're in your car, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard, I've, I've, I've seen this happen. It's happened to me. You're in your car and somebody is like, literally you're just living your life living your truth somebody's staring you down with a with an air of attractive with an air of attraction right they're 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 basically um like they're not saying anything to you but, but they their are, eyes are, they are signaling to you that they are that they are attracted to you mm-hmm. then they then they then they may approach you and be like you know hey what's up shoddy or whatever and you know you're that that person is that person is um, and some and some at some point you may you may know that that person is the yell, but that person is not said that, you know, they're the yell or anything. They're just they're just um exhibiting their attraction to you, right? Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you know, they're they're talking to you and then you know one thing leads to another and you're making an arrangement to hang out with this person right or something like that or you're making an arrangement to maybe I don't know hook up with this person at, at so, that point or something
0: so you're saying more so they basically have this interaction they get involved with them before they know it they're entangled with somebody they didn't know was DL I don't,
2: I don't know if it's I don't know if it's necessarily that you don't know the DL because I think that you know that I think that in you know in certain areas in you know some people might feel like pickings are slim, you know, and they that they might not feel like they are in a place where they can um you know they they, they may be i don't want to say desperate but they're they're not desperate but they're they feel
0: like they don't have a lot of options outside of the person that's still pursuing
2: yeah and then and then they, they are attracted to this person that's right in front of them right mm-hmm. so they're they're willing to they're willing to forego the fact that this person is dl mm-hmm. because they are attracted to this person I'm, and then I, so that dl person is exhibiting i mean it's it is I, I mean, it's happened to me before, right? I it is very flattering in some cases when you are attracted to someone, and that person that you're attracted to is is is, is you know is for lack of a better word, chasing you. Like they are, they are, they are you know complimenting you, or they are, they are mm. you know, they are yeah so uh, showering you with they're actually putting
0: up like applying pressure to you and that's like a different form of energy even though it's secretive i feel you right
2: like i think that i think that i think that a lot of people um demonize the 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 out person in a relationship as if they are um going after these dl men when Mm. i think what mostly, I think what usually happens is, I think Mm that these DL men are hanging out in these spots, and when they see someone who is out, they may, you know, they may, uh, joke about that person with their friend but they see that person and next thing you know next time they see that person in the store they're hitting on that person mm. because they that dl person is really they really want that person they because so, i mean gay people i mean most of the time gay people if you survive as a gay person in um in the hood or most of the time that person is very they have they have a probably have a lot of charisma they mm-hmm. are they are very i mean it's a pressure cooker that 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 um that breeds the beauty of the gay person right hmm. so well, we, the, the queer person
0: so th- i understand what you're saying basically the lack of opportunity because we often forget that in most rural places the amount of out gay people is still very rare when we have these conversations we're thinking like big cities where there's a large pool of people yeah, i don't even
2: but, think it's i don't even think it's rural i think it's also in these big cities because people people hmm. people think that um because it, if i'm in a big city but i'm also in the hood i may not i may not have any experiences outside of that community that i'm in think mm-hmm. um you know uh Compton or something like that right where you know it it is not super hard to get out of the city if mm-hmm. you're in a city there's a lot of people but you're also they they're not you're not necessarily thinking outside of your neighborhood if that makes sense you're not you may not have a car. You may not have. I mean, these these places don't have. They are big cities, but they may not mm-hmm. have
0: public They may not have
2: adequate yeah, adequate public transportation, right? So you're in a in a sense you're kind of encapsulated in your neighborhood, and mm. you know you may have you may have went to school with this person that is now uh True. putting pressure on you or something, and you may have had a crush on him at some point, you know, and so like it creates this kind of environment where. You know, um, uh, Javon from down yeah, Javon from down the street. I've always kind of had a crush on him, and now I'm out. Javon's DL, but Javon is pushing up on me, and it's hard for me to say no
0: because it's
2: it's 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 regurgitating all these emotions that I had about him when I was in high school, and I think that it's it's easy to say that you wouldn't do it in your situation if, if it happened to you but I think that people forget the the outer circumstances that create that environment and they, mm-hmm. they 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 only think about the fact oh he's DL instant no and which I when I see this person if somebody's DL on the app I don't interact with them but if I was to be out at a club or out you know in my you know in my geese walking the mm-hmm. streets after the club or something and a DL person pushed up on me I'm, I mean, that's a tip, that's a different
0: story. Mm, I feel you, but I actually love this perspective that you added into the conversation, especially how we tend to demonize the person. Like, why are you still tra- like accepting DL men and targeting d o men? And it definitely added a new view to the topic, but Ken has had his hand up for a good minute, so we're going to pivot over to him. I'm sorry.
3: Sorry, was that my cue?
0: Yes, Ken. What's up?
3: Okay okay so um just to just to give a quick summary my Mm -hmm. experience i've i've dealt i've had conversations with men in the past i Mm -hmm. don't necessarily deal with them personally because some of them are just disrespectful at the best of times and some of them are just they just don't know how to have a conversation honestly in my Mm -hmm. opinion so um it's just like a non-starter for me like i can't talk to somebody who can't actually know who doesn't know how to have a conversation for me Mm mm-hmm but to go back to something um, someone said in the chat is like, why do DL men tend to prefer feminine presenting? And I think there's a theory behind it is that they would rather have something that's, I, I guess it could be like a level of guilt. In the sense, like if I'm not, if I think this person is close enough to being a woman, then it's not wrong in their eyes. Mm. Or they still like to find a woman attractive, but they like the idea of like being with the man and everything like that. That's my uh, interpretation because usually I post a lot of photos of me in full face of makeup and I've had a lot of men you know, hit me in my direct messages about how pretty I look and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, and I've gotten in trouble for saying some shit about DL men in the comment sections of videos and shit like that because people don't really don't like when I start throwing uh, fire straight bullets in the, in the wind. Ooh but um you know as most members of our community the queer the black queer community toxic yes do i think there's a percentage of DL men that are a little bit more toxic than others yes there are some that very much are mm-hmm. um there are some that i do agree with alan there are some that just it's not unnecessary like they want to be dl it's just that they it is a survival tactic for some of them and i can understand that and actually respect that but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to kind of fall into that line of like feeling like they have to be this like secret to everybody. It's like, no, it's not, that's not how it's going to work. Because I remember you covered the story of another guy who was unalived because uh, he wanted to tell the world about his boyfriend and he just mm-hmm. decided to unalive him kill him. And it's like, uh, you did this and now you're on the news for it. So it's like, that really worked in your favor. Yeah. But it's just like, at the end of the day, dealing with the old man is just not, this is not It's not my cup of tea. I blame two things. I blame um, Noah's Ark. Oh, my gosh. I blame Noah's Ark. <laughs> and I blame the thug porn
0: days. You know what?
3: I'm... I blame the thug porn days.
0: I know. I know. I giggle because I was not expecting Noah's Ark, but I actually feel you because a lot of us, even the younger generation, when they find Noah's Ark and it's a clear vision of queer Black representation that we really still don't have today they gravitate towards it. And when you see the successful love story of Noah and Wade and how he turned his trade into his openly bisexual boyfriend, it, it sells you a fantasy to, to a certain point because that's rarely the outcome. But I also agree that the thug porn era, and I understand I hype up a lot of performers from that time. Yes, I'm problematic. But it, it really does also, what do you call it? Affect how we look at What's attractive in other gay men? What's attractive in sexuality? Because men tend to mimic patterns seen in pornography.
3: I oh, hope nobody watched Artie Style.
4: Girl. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I blame the Thug Porn days, m- most of the Thug Porn days, for giving that unrealistic expectation that you can find somebody by walking past them in a train station. I mean, like, yes, that happens to some people, but that is not a reality. Mm. Sorry, I woke from, I've been on, just living in the city for twenty nine years. I have yet to come across one that would do it for me.
0: Yeah, I I have not seen any quote unquote play and or <sighs> scoping out in the train station. If anything, maybe at a gym, but that's it.
3: Unless you are New York escapades.
0: All right, go ahead, Ian. <laughs> Ian, you have your what is this? <laughs> what is your opinion on DL Men? Um, Ian is our our special friend in the chat.
4: Why do you always fucking set me up like that? Um. <laughs> anyway, um, I think what prompted me to say something was like Alan's thing about like um, stock person name from high school is suddenly interested in you when you're older. Mm-hmm. I definitely had several people from high school at first, I, like at the time, I'm just like a deeply unoptimistic person. So I just assumed they were bullying me. But then you meet them in your, like, mid to late 20s again. And then it's like, oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I do remember having an experience. There was, like, a guy from my high school and who was just, like, I just, did, I didn't actually talk to him that much when we we're at high school. But then he was, like, really into, like, really into like Warhammer and Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And he was, like, mm-hmm. painting paints his figurines wearing his, like, Dragon Ball Z. Goku jacket, and it's just like all right. And he's just like very like uncharacteristically friendly towards you, and you're like very suspicious. Um and then I had another guy who was like who was like very kind and like very sweet to me even when we were at high school, and then later he was like, ah. what's your contact date details Ian because we had like a high school reunion I've been out of high school for like 10 years now out mm-hmm. of a high school reunion it's like oh give me a contact details so that I don't lose contact with you again and it was just like very obviously like there's like a Ooh. thing that like there's a thing that guys do when they are attracted to you they'll like act really overconfident and stuff like that but then also like keep, like looking to you specifically to make sure that you're like noticing or impacted so, he like was doing a slight all that.
0: incognito peacocking
4: yeah exactly
0: and like, that, that, a guy. I'm sorry that's actually a good point that um, Yvonne brought up, brought up where she basically asked do you think that the bullying was just a way to get your attention in that manner seeing as how when guys usually like you said when guys are interested in people they usually do odd things to get a spark of attention from them
4: mm. hmm yeah, I think, so. like, I assumed it was bullying, and it's, like, actually carried on into, like, later life, because then there was, like, someone who was flirting with me, and I just read it as bullying because of how mm-hmm. I was conditioned and conditioned in high school. But, um, yeah, that was awkward. Um, <laughs> But the point, yeah like I gave him my details I was just like yeah sure all right and just gave him very matter of fact reciprocation I'm like I think you're a very nice person I'll give you my contact details they never got back never got back to me and um yeah and the other thing I've noticed because there's another guy at work who had like a similar thing he was doing all the same things talking about how big his dick was I'm assuming he thought I was a different kind of person and um but I was just yeah like something i've noticed because like i'm pretty he's basically told me that he's bisexual something i've noticed is that like when what is this anyway oh um, no because um, N-
3: nico say he can keep a secret i'm like you have a whole youtube channel where you divulge people's secrets <laughs> shut up like fuck. okay
4: well anyway <laughs> um because this is recording let's not confuse them too much oh um, it's, it's true. i'm so sorry uh it was okay, a- what well, was bad. like that <laughs> what was I gonna say um yeah something I've noticed is like as soon as like there's like girls around they suddenly don't have any attention for you and I'm like okay that's what it is Mm. and then I'm I'm not someone to like carry on I don't need to I don't need the validation so I just i just
0: I understand and I I especially relate to the feeling of okay they're giving me attention but as soon as there's an actual woman nearby or another guy friend that they know suddenly the attention is gone and you no longer exist mm. It, it it's yeah. a it's an abrupt trying to hide co- what was it coping mechanism yeah
3: sadly the, a lot of bullies don't they don't i think especially at a young age we we don't understand what our feelings are so we mm-hmm. just assume that instead of like oh i actually like this person i i have this weird they don't know what that feeling is so they just automatically go on the defense of like I have to stop this feeling, and then you realize, like, oh shit, I'm doing something wrong to the person I actually liked, and you don't know how to confront that and shit like that, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ian's life is a what path story. I'm just telling you.
0: It's very interesting, but I also <laughs> want to. There's um, a lot
3: of there's a lot of chapters in that story right there.
0: I also what want to bring up. <laughs> I wanted to bring up a quick point that Yvonne made in the chat where she said, "And we make sexuality so hard with binary," and I think that's a big part as to why we see such a large amount of quote unquote DL people um just continuously being exposed and getting to these situations because within our own community within most communities because when i say there's you know homophobia or phobia in the black community sometimes people get upset because they raise the question of well that doesn't ex- you you're making it seem like it doesn't exist in other communities phimphobia and homophobia exist in every community i'm just talking to this particular subject so i feel like We see so many DL people because our community is so homophobic, both men and women, that it makes it an unsafe environment to first and foremost experiment, but also to just exist. And when there's that risk of backlash, that's why we tend to see these violent outbursts.
3: I have one thing to say about that, and I'll let Star Mother go ahead. Mm -hmm. It's when the people say, like, when the white, like, when most black people like black men in our community date white outside of their race and everything like that because mm-hmm. most of the time they're accepting of feminine feminine men and everything like that it's when somebody has said like uh well the white gays are the ones who perpetuated and created the whole no fast no films and all that kind of stuff and i'm like mm-hmm. this if that's the case then why does our community perpetuate it still if that's mm-hmm. something that they do then why do our community do it if anything we shouldn't be doing that we should be accepting of everybody and size and everything like that so when we do it are we any better than them or Mm. what's the argument you're trying to have here you know what i mean but start Uh, with yeah
1: i just damn it i don't know forgot my point damn it but i said i just want to say is it normal that you're just assumed to be a bottom whenever like people think that you're gay. Oh my god, that's what I wanted to know. No, that is not how this conversation is supposed to go. Oh no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no.
1: We ain't got time for this. No, no, no. I remember what my point was. Shut up. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> I want to say the thing about violence and boys and affection. We forget that little boys are kind of just not cultured away from being violent towards their crush. Whether a little boy likes a little girl or he likes a little boy, he's usually more aggressive with his crush, and we don't talk about that enough for my liking. Mm. My aunt went through that. My mother went through that. I went through that, and there's a chance my kids, when I when and if I have them, will probably go through that too. If not, be the damn bully. So I I work
2: in public education. And that is one of the biggest things that we talk about in middle school and high school with young girls. And we should talk about it with young boys also with all this DL is that if he puts his hands on you, that's not cute. That's not funny. He's not showing you affection. He's not showing you love. Beloved, you are in danger.
0: Mm. And on that note, we actually have to go, which was a very good message to part on. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. And I think it was a very multifaceted episode. And I'll see you guys next week.